Hazy and breezy. Sounds like a like a new morning show it or does. something like that. Yeah. What music would you play on the hazy and breezy oh, station? It would probably be uh, hazy and breezy. You could play Jimi Hendrix, the Purple Haze. Yeah. And then you could put some Colby Calais in there for breezy. Ooh, ooh I like that. <laughs> I, at first, the first thought was like hip hop, and oh. I was like, oh yeah, like a hazy and breezy show. <laughs> I'm hazy. You're breezy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm hazy all the time. Oh, good morning. Uh, good morning. But yeah. yeah, so it is hazy, and that is due to the uh, the wildfire smoke that um, is yeah. making its way from Canada. Eh? <laughs> so we got that going on. Thanks, but, Canada. Yeah. Uh, smoke and haze lingering over wide sections of North America, including Southwest Michigan. Polluted air continues to spill in from hundreds of wildfires that are still burning throughout Canada. Yeah. Uh, we currently have here in Southwest Michigan, Berrien County, Cass Van Buren, unhealthy air quality, which means some members of the general public may experience health effects. Members of sensitive groups may experience more serious health effects. According to the National Weather Service, it's going to hang around probably until tomorrow night. Ugh. Or maybe tonight. Tonight, excuse me. Blow out overnight. I have been feeling it. Like, just yeah. either blowing my nose, feeling like it. I'm like, is this allergies? No, it's probably this and that. So Yeah, but, but there's a part two to this. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Jocelyn. Um, she apparently has a better sense she of has smell than I do. Than you, she's. We were outside, uh, I think, on Sunday, and she said, "Do you smell that? Yeah, it smells like it smells like propane. That's like so weird. not like somebody's like left their gas on their grill or something like that. She's yeah. like, it just has this weird natural gas smell. And even yeah. the dog Plinko was like, you know, waking up and and kind of smelling like yeah. there's something outside. I didn't smell it." Yeah, I I didn't smell it, and and we're we're down in uh, New Buffalo area mm -hmm. Sunday with my mom. We didn't smell it, but a lot of people did. Yeah, people flooded nine one one because mm -hmm. the, in some areas the smell was so intense they thought there was a gas leak yeah. going in the area. They were uh, uh, severe weather conditions apparently. BP's Whiting Refinery uh, experienced an operational disruption that triggered an unplanned flaring of gases from their facility. Jeez. Yeah. And they said uh, community monitoring was ongoing uh, when they report, uh, when they discovered the problem. BP advises they, they were able to resolve the situation. Mm. Um, they advised there was no danger to the community. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my sister-in-law was outside. She lives in New Buffalo. And she yeah. was like, yeah, it's hard to even go outside because you, you smell it as soon yeah. as you walk outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that uh, that operational disruption caused by the weather came mm. just weeks after the company BP agreed to pay forty million dollars uh, for Clean Air Act violations. So people are a little bit suspect of what the heck's going on. Yeah. What are you doing? And how long was it going on? It was. They, I, the I leak? don't. They don't have a report on how long it was, but it took them a few hours at least to fix it. To and fix figure it, it out. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> So All kinds of things in the air. Just stay inside. <laughs> Don't go outside. People in Texas are staying inside. Yeah. How hot is it getting down there? You know, it could get up to, let's see, Del Rio had 115 degrees. <sighs> Laredo, 115 degrees. San Angelo, Texas, 114 degrees. Uh, with It's not the heat, it's the humidity. Right. With the humidity, the heat index uh, at Corpus Christi reached an unofficial 125 degrees. Degrees oh my Fahrenheit. gosh, that's hot! And they did have humidity as well. <laughs> they had humidity. Oh, yeah, that's what kicked it up there. Yeah. So, What's the hottest you've been in? Like I don't experienced even, outside. Somewhere? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be in the one teens at most. Yeah. 
Yeah. My brother, when he graduated from the uh, Air Force basic training, it was uh, at San Antonio. Yeah. In the middle of, I believe it was August. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure on average it was about 110. Oh. But it's a dry heat. Oh. So it wasn't as bad. I will I will say it, the difference between the dry heat yeah. and the humid, hum, humid heat, I did experience that oh, because yeah. I was like, oh, man, it's 110. Yeah. It's hot. But I don't feel awful. And I was like, if it was 95 and high humidity, I would have felt worse. Yeah. The worst part was going from air conditioning to outside. It's just, it yeah, it, it's a huge change on your body. Yeah. And your body just says, hang on a sec, we got to readjust. Right. 45 million people are experiencing that across mm -hmm. seven mm -hmm. states. That is that big heat dome that's sitting over Texas, uh, probably parts of Oklahoma, Louisiana, um, yeah, 45 million people. So that the, the heat dome, it, it, it really is just sitting yeah. on that area. And uh, the meteorologists are having a field day on this, explaining it. One of the professors of atmospheric science at Iowa State University says a heat dome occurs when a persistent region of high pressure traps heat over an area. Mm -hmm. It can stretch over several states. It can linger for days to weeks. And it has been down in Texas because they've been dealing with us for at least a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been moving around Mexico and Texas, and and it can basically feel like you're in an oven. Oh, yeah, that's not good. It's good to be here, right? <laughs> but that's the thing is, I know for a while down in Texas, they were telling them, "Hey, uh, the energy grid, is, mm. we're having some issues because it's getting so darn hot." Could you not turn on your air conditioning yeah. for like four hours out of the day? The, in the peak of the afternoon, as soon as you get off work, yeah, just go home in your really hot house and just uh, sit in the heat instead of having the air conditioning on to save power. Can't even, well, I can imagine. I can imagine, but uh, I, I don't want to. No. Uh. There was some heat, some hot bats <laughs> from uh, the Detroit Tigers winning, what was it, seven to two? Yeah, that must be why we won. Yeah. Or that's that. Actually, that must be why it's hot down there. Mm, yeah, they were they were the cause they of created the, heat. the heat dome. Yes. Meteorologists uh, noticed that it was coming from that stadium <laughs> of the Tigers. Yeah, so the seven to two yesterday uh, beat the Rangers, who are in first place in their division. Gotta love it. So that's nice to see. Yeah, uh, but we'll see what ends up happening uh, later on tonight. We'll have that game for you. Uh, I believe the pregame's around seven seven forty five ish. Okay. Um, so first pitch should be around 8.05. Maybe it's because we have the late start for those games. That could be. That's why we're winning. They've got a, they've got a long stretch of uh, late games. They've mm. got the Rangers, and then later on here, uh, in, I think towards the end of the week, they've got the Rockies at some point. Oh. Uh, one of those games doesn't start till like almost 9. Oh, jeez. So, woof, right? Uh, that's bedtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially the person that has to keep track of all the games. <laughs> Myself, I'm like, even last night, it's like going to bed. Oh, the game's not over yet. Oh, my gosh. That's rough. Hopefully Isn't I don't have any problems. When's the All-Star break? Doesn't that come All-Star break's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, it will be, I believe, Home Run Derby's on the 10th. So I think it's 8, 9, 10 is yeah. uh, the All-Star break. 7, 8, 9, yeah. and 10, and mm -hmm. 11. Yeah. Yeah, they get five days off. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, some of them do. Only mackerel. Tigers pretty much have the whole season. Hey, like hey now. One, probably one player that's going to be playing <laughs> what are those in that Cubs one. doing? <laughs> Cubs are doing all right. Yeah. They're, I, I don't know who's an all-star uh, team, but Cubs are doing all right. They're okay. like third in their division. Okay. Same as the Tigers. <laughs>
Hey, we like bad teams. We punish ourselves with that. Uh, I was walking through the grocery store yeah. the other day, and I noticed this before, but I had not seen it in action. Uh, there was a robot. A robot. It was, at first I was like, okay, uh, I saw it in the store in its docking station. Okay. Kind of like, a, it looked kind of like a Roomba that had a column, like this big tall thing. It, it was it was very tall. It's, it's okay. over six foot. Okay. Uh, and it was just in its docking station the first time. But on Sunday, walking through the grocery store, and I look at the place where the docking station is, <laughs> and it was empty. And uh -oh. I was like, oh no, yeah. the robot got out. It's out. It's escaped. So I, I went on a search. Okay. Not for the items that I wanted for my grocery <laughs> list. I went on a search to find Never send this Johnny robot. to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Jocelyn's like, why are you going an hour? There was a robot, man. I had to take a look at it. Uh, but I So I walk down the aisle. I find this, this thing. Where was it? Uh, at that time, it was cruising through, uh, I think, the cereal aisle. Okay. Okay. And it was just going... Slowly had little cameras, I think cameras and scanners and okay. all kinds of bells and whistles yeah. on the thing. Yeah. And I thought, man, this is pretty cool. So I take a picture of it. Then I start walking down the hall or walking <laughs> down the highway and it's kind of like following me a little bit. <laughs> and I hear it talking yeah. as well. And it's going like, uh-oh. <laughs> I assume that's when the, or all gone. Oh, that's no. when all the items are out of stock. It was just mumbling to itself. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it had, if you've ever seen the movie Wall-E, yeah. and not, not Wall-E, but the other robot that okay. kind of flies around, it had eyes like that. It had these two oh. black eyes. Um, and then it would just, yeah, it'd walk, <laughs> it'd walk through the aisle. And I kind of watched it for a little while, not just okay. interacting with me, yeah. but also interacting with other people. Huh. And I was, I was watching my back the whole time because, you know, <laughs> I've, I just watched a Terminator movie. Well. Yes. Just the other day, and Can I'm thinking, never be too cautious. This thing's gonna just pull up a, a pull out a gun, oh, or laser, oh, or dear. it's gonna like uh, <laughs> grocery have, store robots. Yeah, it's gonna have like razor knives that are gonna <laughs> pop out of it. And it's gonna start spinning around. It probably needs them. Have you seen? I mean, sometimes people take their kids to the, sure. to the store, right? And if if I'm five years old and I see a robot, I'm gonna explore. I'm going to try to tip it over. I was surprised it didn't have any other things to protect it. No, like, <laughs> sort of hula hoop or something around it to yeah. block. Because, you know, any kid would be tempted to sure. kick it, mess with it, <laughs> try to push it Ride over. Ride it. Ride it, yeah. exactly. No, yeah. there were no handlebars. I was a little upset about that. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> but I did do some research, and the, the, right. the name of this robot is Tally. Tally. And uh, wholesale retailer Spartan Nash has been uh, kind of testing these out in a number of different stores. Oh, okay. uh, they first started it up in the Grand Rapids area, but now they're moving down to some of the Family Fair and Martin Supermarket stores in Michigan and northern Indiana. Hmm. Have we noticed it in like the St. Joe Stevensville area? I only I noticed in the Nile store. Yeah, I have not seen it. And I'm curious, you said you noticed the docking station. Where... Where in the store do they keep it? I mean, is it, that at the front of the store? It was up near the front of the store okay. over by the registers. And uh, there's like a little area where the pharmacies kind of around the corner from the pharmacy is where it was at. Okay. Um, and that's where the docking station is. Okay. 
Okay. So, yeah, no, I've not seen the doc. I'm going I'm to look now. Yeah, my guess is somewhere near customer service, okay. that region that towards the front of the store. window look yeah. out at you. Yeah. You might area. see it there, but okay. yeah, they. Uh, the, this is pretty interesting. It's pretty high tech. It's from uh, Symbi Robotics. Its name is Tally. Tally, like I'm going to tally how many pieces yeah. of product are on the shelf. And they said tally speed, accuracy, and automation enables our associates to save time in inventory and tracking and spend more time on the floor serving store guests. Now, I don't know if you've ever worked in retail mm. and have had to do just the they basic me out there, inventory no. <laughs> and stocking. No. That is the most... <laughs> boring, <laughs> mundane thing because you're just like, okay, I got to check. Okay, there's uh, three boxes of Cheerios. Okay, going to reference that with the inventory list. It just takes a long time. Yeah. No. And when you could be focusing on other things. Yeah, one of my one of my boys worked at um, Harding's. Yeah. And and he, ha he would come home and say, how was your day? Well, uh, I dropped another thing of spaghetti. <laughs> You know, yeah. well, why were you touching the spaghetti? Well, I was stocking or I was counting Facing or, you know, or all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, Tally, probably not dropping the spaghetti sauce. Well, it has no hands, so it's not even <laughs> going to grab the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. But I just even thought, like, the, the accuracy, there's got to be all kinds of sensors and cameras and all these different things. Because, yeah. you know, when you go to the grocery store... You know, if you don't find that one item, maybe it's not in its actual slot, but yep. maybe it's a couple places over. People have moved things aside or shoved things to oh, the yeah. back. So there's all these different sensors and things on it, but it says it can, uh, it checks floors up to uh, three times daily, wow. captures data up on 15,000 to 30,000 products per hour That's across crazy. departments, including. Not just the regular shelves, but the standard fixtures, the uh, variable shelving units, coolers, and freezers. So even when you've moved a few pints of ice cream over, it can figure out where it was. Can it tell when I've changed my mind about a product seven aisles away and put it back on the shelf randomly? <laughs> I don't think so yet, but that's why I've never gone into one of those uh, and hope they never have one of those Amazon uh, stores where yeah. you don't actually have cash registers. You just, whenever you pick up oh. the item, it's added to your cart. Yes. Because I, you know, I, I'll pick something up and I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't want it. Yeah. I'll put it back. But you got to check the ingredients. And yeah, stuff. you got to check all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you may have a, a tally near you, but it's a huh. it's a pretty neat thing. Wow. Spartan Nash pushing the edge. Yeah, I'm wondering if and how that's going to work. And I mean, is it? Some people are probably thinking, oh, well, this robot's probably going to be taking jobs. It's yeah, taking it jobs from those teenagers that are dropping yeah. spaghetti sauce yeah. and all that. But no, really, what it's doing. And automation of that stuff is just giving, I think, opportunities for stores to be able to have employees focus on other things, hmm. like the customer walking around and saying, hey, can I help you with anything? <laughs> Greeting me as I walk in the store and following me around. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you go into a store and depending on the time of the day, you know, if they're if they're uh, short staffed, you know, you've got somebody that's stocking something in the back and it's like, hey, will you help me with this? And it's like they've got to stop what they're doing and then help you out and then get back to whatever they're doing. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of time lost when they could be focusing on the customer. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, the accuracy. Because you and the love supply, robots. I love robots, you know, artificial intelligence, all that stuff. But you think about it, 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 you know, one of the big challenges in any business, it's supply chain. Yeah. How to figure out what to put and what to, what to order, what to make, what to sell, what to ship. 
it, it's, a, it's a big thing. And so the more mm-hmm. accurate you can get with the count of the inventory, how much a, a ragu is flying off the yeah. shelf at any given time. Because your son is throwing it. He's throwing it. He's dropping it. <laughs> kind of keep the job interesting here. It's like, oh, look at that. Oh, no. Got to yeah, go the, get the mop. Here I go. The speed and accuracy for sure because you that know. thing's flying down the uh, <laughs> the aisle pretty pretty was quick. It? I mean, it was going, I mean, one mile an hour, but it was faster. It was like, oh, check, oh, check, oh, good. It was done. It was done. In an aisle yeah. in a matter of a few minutes. I would love to know how the interactions between some of the customers that are in the aisle. Again, if it's like me, I'm standing there at the aisle. Sometimes I spend five minutes looking at different ingredients because everything has this thing in it that I don't right. want. Uh, and and you know, older people, young people, you know, I don't know. Well, It'll maybe be interesting, the interactions. Maybe I can see if I can get an exclusive interview oh, with Tally. Tally. And does Tally just, talk? Oh, uh, Tally does well, talk. Well, Tally does it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And the, all gone. <laughs> Can you comment on the record for that? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I would actually want to figure out, like, maybe I'll get a hold of the store and see if there's, like, a schedule of when, oh, they, yeah. when they go and check it. We maybe we get some interaction. Yeah, that'd it. be fun. Because I got a short video, but then I noticed that it had lasers coming out of its eyes, and it was kind of a, <laughs> kind of freaked out about that. Anyways, so pretty cool. So you might see the, that Tally robot uh, at a store near you yeah. at some point. Okay. Lots of news and happenings uh, going on all across the state. Uh, we may soon have faster internet everywhere. Everywhere. Another billion and a half dollars coming to Michigan from the federal government to expand broadband access in underserved areas. The governor telling us this week uh, she expects it's going to help over 200,000 Michiganders in unserved and underserved areas across the state. State hasn't yet determined exactly how the dollars are going to be used. Okay. The idea, I mean, the goal, the goal is get broadband to everyone. But they haven't exactly figured out how. A lot of counties, a lot of localities will be involved in trying to figure out exactly where to put the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But uh, the application process will happen. The money will be deployed in mid to late 2024. So this money is added to the pot of money that is already existing. Yeah. There's the Robin Grant, the Bead Grant, all, all kinds of grants, yeah. Yeah, so that's quite a lot of money. It, it, but still, yeah, it's still up in the air with certain areas because I know there's now counties are looking at, okay, what vendor do we use to, you know, put all this broadband access to yeah. all these people? So there's a lot of construction and things going on in there. Well, and the funny thing is, and I think you mentioned this or we heard this on the news earlier today, that uh, there's now a push to move beyond fiber optic for internet distribution and use lasers. Oh yeah, lasers, lasers, man, to get it to get it faster. So it's interesting, you know, how fast technology goes, and just when we think we've caught up to it to try to put in the infrastructure yeah. to support it, something else comes along. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about is that we're going to put all this work in and create all these areas, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Even when, like, you're building a house, yeah. you, you set something up and you're like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this here <laughs> for future expansion. That's right. And so that's what I'm always curious about is if, are we are we going to the, the, the point of where, okay, now we have access for everybody, but what's next? You yeah. know, because when you had, you had dial, everybody had dial-up internet, they upgraded you to a different type of internet that yeah. was supposed to be faster. Mm-hmm. But now we've got, yeah, we've got this broadband, we've got the fiber optics, we've got yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So is it going to be enough to, for, to, for the future? Yeah, for molecular teleportation. teleportation. Exactly. <laughs> even, yeah, you're right. Cause Beam me up. Even like when you're doing your electrical in your house, a lot of times now people are thinking about, well, maybe mm-hmm. I should upgrade to this amperage because 
I may eventually have an electric car. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's looking at the future. So are we preparing ourselves for all that? It seems like it, but I just don't want it to where it's like, okay, we yeah. finished the project. Now there's faster internet out there, so I guess we got to start all over. It's a vicious cycle. The good news is uh, the folks are planning for it. They're thinking about it. They're making some choices and some decisions right now that'll uh, hopefully, cross your fingers, set the foundation for a good, bright, fast future. I didn't realize that Michigan was that we were so slow yeah. when it came to the internet. Bring twenty yeah. eighth. Yeah, it's it's not good. That's yeah. We can be better. Because I know when I was growing up, I lived out in the middle of the country, so it was in, in Eau Claire, and there, I don't even know if there's fast enough internet there. Still. I can't even get cell phone out there sometimes. Yeah. yeah. There's, and that's the thing is there's so many dead spots still, even in cellular yeah. areas, so yeah. it's like, can we upgrade that too? <laughs> Are we going to get to the 5G? Just a big old blanket. Yeah. I get 5G in like my backyard, but if I walk two feet over, I have nothing. It can makes no sense. Yeah. Can you hear me now? It's We're getting back to that point. We're reverting back to that. Yeah. Uh, other things going on in the news, uh, some things happening up in uh, Tequamanon. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook is fun. Yeah. Facebook is a place where you can put pictures of fun gatherings, fun things to do. Uh, Michigan DNR got a little upset at Tequamanon State Park at the falls. Um they, they, the DNR came across, they put this new deck and boardwalk in. Yeah. What was the first thing some kids did? Vandalized it, did Put they? graffiti on uh, it. Ah, come on. Yeah. They can't put, have nice things. So this is funny because rangers at Taquamanon Falls State Park didn't hold back. They saw the graffiti on the new boardwalk. It was written in big black Sharpie, mm -hmm. Mike and Tanya 2023. Yeah, they left their names. Uh, was was right there on the on the on the boardwalk. DNR took a picture of it, posted it on Facebook, and said, "Dear Mike and Tanya, the park's Facebook. Uh, the, the, just because this new boardwalk will likely be around longer than your relationship, it doesn't mean <laughs> everyone wants to read about it. <laughs> Sincerely, everyone trying to enjoy the beauty of the Lower Falls. Oh my God! Yeah, it blew up with comments and shares and the like and. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did see somebody uh, did that over in Rome. Oh, no. In like the, the Colosseum. Oh, they no. like they. That's not as bad as, you know, riding on a piece of wood or <laughs> scratching it with a knife. No, they like chiseled a piece. Uh, they chiseled oh. their names or whatever on there, 2023. And like, yeah, that's cool. That's like over 2,000 years old. You're going to now put that on there. Goodness People gracious. really need to know that. Uh, Tom and Tina are going to be together for a while. Yeah, they they left the hashtag D Michigan DNR did in, in their cheeky post. Uh, leave no trace, which is the big. You know, you mm. go out into the nature, leave no trace yeah. when you're there. You ever been to Taquamanon Falls? I've not. It's on the UP. It's it's one of those go to bucket list places. Great place. Yeah. Uh, state park, fantastic. Yeah. They have a brewery oh. inside the state park. Really? Yeah. How fun is that? It's one of the only state parks that has a brewery, and you can go there. You can go check out the beautiful Taquamanon Falls oh. and have a beer while you're is at it. Is it fresh Taquamanon water that you comes know, probably. in the beer? It's probably. Okay. Uh, I didn't get confirmation there, but uh, <laughs> it tastes delicious. Yeah. Oh, that's so, fun. So definitely worth putting on your uh, your summer bucket list. Or actually, wait till uh, there's beautiful foliage. Oh. And you can see the uh, oh. the color changing. Yeah. And it's nice up there. Go oh, the tunnel. Pretty. Take the tunnel of trees up there. Oh. Go across the bridge. Go up to Taquamanon. It's a good, good road trip. That does sound like a good road trip.
Uh, you uh, have you have a summer bucket list, I hear. Is that right? I you, don't know. Do I? I don't know. I, I, I seen that the, we posted something about your shake challenge. Oh, oh, your oh. shake, your shake uh, <laughs> road trip thing that you did uh, when you went to have the grimace thing. But you have a summer bucket list. Is that right? I, I don't know if I have a summer bucket oh, okay. list. Okay. But, I mean, I did go see the Cure. I had a grimace shake. I mean, this is like yeah. 2023. Stephanie, I think, posted something that I thought I saw something oh, dear Lord, I better summer look. bucket list. But anyways, you, so you did the Grimace Shake. You yeah. had that. Yeah. Did you know there's a Grimace Challenge on TikTok? I did not. Basically what it is, people are drinking the Grimace Shake, yeah. which you said is berry-flavored, mm. mystery, yeah, berry. Like a, at times it tasted kind of like blueberry, but it uh -huh. could have been blackberry. It was amazing. It was mm. really good. It was I really to try that. But yeah. people are uh, taking videos of themselves. Yeah. And pretending to be poisoned, possessed, <laughs> or they pass out. What? <laughs> yeah, some people on TikTok, people are on TikTok are stupid, but they, <laughs> they, they will do this and also are pranking people in the McDonald's parking lots, filming themselves, drinking the shake, and then <laughs> passing out with their head hitting the car horn. Oh, no. Uh, and then they wait until somebody checks on them to reveal the prank. So there you go. Maybe your, your first shake was just to see see what it tasted like. Now the fun begins. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so don't do that. But. So, so they're drinking the shake. They're acting like they pass out. Mm -hmm. Funny, funny. Poison. Ah, uh, poison. <laughs> I think that's what I'll do. I'll take care of that side of things. You you enjoy the shake. Uh, I will. I will enjoy the prank. That's funny.